Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Hey, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. I'm Jeremy. Thanks so much for being with us again this week. And this episode is all about Kelly Clarkson. Well, wow! I should what say, a shocker! Yeah, I should say this episode features Kelly Clarkson, and while yes, most of our episodes do in fact feature Kelly Clarkson or elements of this one is literally featuring Kelly Clarkson. Uh, we're going to be going through and sharing some of our favorite songs that feature Kelly Clarkson. So they aren't necessarily Kelly's songs; they are other artists' songs that Kelly has jumped on board. Maybe added either some uh, some bars to, or she's even uncredited just in the background. Yes, and just to clarify, this is not like specifically just like a duets episode. We right. have done that before, so go back and look if you want to just hear about a bunch of the, her, her duets that she's done. This is specifically songs that are by an artist or a group or whatever, and it's like, Featuring Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. So I would say most of these, she has like a decent amount on the song, like whether that's a verse or whatever, but there are going to be instances where she only attributes, she only pretty much does background vocals and you can kind of hear her a little bit. Yeah. So we have like a list. We're not going to go crazy in detail over them, um, but we have a list and then we also have like an unsure slash honorable mention list of just other songs that like... You can probably categorize here, but guys, there's a lot. I I brought this idea up to Jeremy a few weeks ago, and I thought it would be pretty easy. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> it took a lot. There was a lot more I had forgotten about. Well, and so. I think we also realized early on that, and and this is where our haters can attack us if they want. We're unfamiliar with a good number of these songs. I mean, yes, we know most of them existed. But I can tell you there's a good number of them that I have never even listened to. Yes, I'm sure that everyone thinks that uh, if you're a big Kelly Clarkson fan, and especially if you're a host of a podcast about her, (laughs) you should have heard every single solitary bit of content that she's ever made. Well, sometimes there's just not time in life for that. So we are going to comment as best we can on a lot of these songs. We may leave some out. So if we do, let us know which ones we've left out. There's a lot of songs. Okay. I'm thinking it might be easiest to go in chronological order. I'm down with that. Timeless by Justin Guarini. I guess featuring Kelly, but they were also, they also duetted in the movie from Justin to Kelly. I mean, you you could also say that there's a lot of songs that feature Kelly when it comes to the Justin and Kelly soundtrack because some songs are, I mean, and granted, we don't have a proper album. We don't have a physical album for this soundtrack in front of us. So we can't see exactly how all of these songs are credited. So some of them might be credited Kelly Clarkson and Justin Guarini, or they could be Justin Guarini with Kelly Clarkson or yeah. the cast of From Justin to Kelly. I mean, it's there's a lot of different ways that songs can be credited. We're specifically looking for songs that are credited artist. Featuring Kelly Clarkson. Yep. Also, just side note, Timeless was also on Justin's album, his debut album. That's yes. why I mentioned it. But yeah. And you know anyway. what? I would say if Justin gets that out al- or that song for his album, 
I think that's officially a Kelly feature because right, it did fair. not show up on Thankful. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Then maybe that's our first one. There you go. Uh, 2003, Timeless. A lot of us may know it from from Justin and Kelly. It was repurposed for Justin's debut album. Next one is probably one of, uh, I think, the most famous duet, the fa- famous most famous features or duets, whatever you want to say. Um, it's the cover of Because of You with Reba McIntyre. So this is from 2007, and this got a music video. It is a lovely music video. It is very, I love, it's just very, like, timely. You know, it's, what era is that from? I want to say it's like video? 1920s. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, it looks like they're, they're singing in like a speakeasy or some kind of a, you know, fancy uh, dinner and show kind of a place, a show, a show theater. Yeah. So this was part, was this, this part of Reba's du- duets album? It was, yeah. Okay. And uh, I think this was the, like, the lead song off of that album. Um, they performed this lots of times over the years on the Two Worlds, Two Voices tour, um, on, at the 2007 ACM Awards. They even performed it right before Oprah. Well, not right before. A couple years before Oprah went off the air. And I kind of forgot about that. But And let's not forget that they also, I mean, I think the initial performance of this was oh, on Crossroads. Crossroads, that's right. On CMT Crossroads. Again, I know I mentioned this. I like the duet. I like it. I will always prefer the original. but yeah. And I will always be a little salty that they released this and not the intended song which was a song called a lot like you which you can find on youtube um but it's it's still nice i still like it yeah i uh, never will go out of my way though to, to hear it i'm the same way i think the duet or the feature if you will is fine uh it, again yeah i don't go out of my way to try to find the reba version of this i like reba just fine but when it comes to because of you for some reason i'm a little more territorial for Kelly's version, just because of the massive nature of the song itself. So I'm, I'm fine not having gone out and looked for, you know, specifically the Reba version, but every once in a while, when I hear it, I'm, I think to myself, Oh, this is a nice change of pace to, to hear this version of it rather than the usual breakaway version. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. Next one is another one of her like really, really popular features. This I would argue this is the most famous one. You think? I th- I think. Okay. Um, don't you want to stay with Jason Aldean? Mm-hmm. It actually appears on Jason's album. I to this day argue that this is a song that really made him a bit more of a mainstream name outside of the country world. Like, I think he was already pretty big in country, but this mm-hmm. was just like this, this whole album, really the Mike kind of party album. Um, it's actually a really good album. Uh, but this song in particular, it, you couldn't escape it. You could yeah. not escape it. Yeah. And it was a, I mean, it was a really, really massive hit to the point where, I mean, it did get included on the extended edition of stronger, of stronger. Yeah. Yeah. And, both of the artists independently performed it in concert with various versions of the other on the stage. So for Jason's concerts, I've seen him perform this with a video of Kelly behind him. Kelly tried to do the song uh, during, I believe it was either the stronger tour or it may have been the next tour. I can't remember. I think it was the, strong, the first, the first like the stronger tour, I think. Yeah. And she tried to do it with a hologram and it had, you know, mixed reviews. It had 
mixed performances because I know that I went to one of the shows where the hologram malfunctioned and oh no, it barely could keep on keep itself on the screen for the night, but the <laughs> vocals were there. So yeah, it was a it was a weird way to do that. I think it was probably Kelly's one and only foray into doing hologram duets <laughs> with this particular song. For me, this is the most famous feature that Kelly has in her catalog. I mean, it was it was a, just a massive, massive hit on multiple different formats, both country, pop, hot AC, AC, just a, a massive song. They also performed this at the 2010 CMA Awards, mm-hmm. and I this is one of the only times they performed it live, I think. Um, together. They've done it a, Together, yeah, they've done it like a couple. I think like they also did it at um, was it CMA Fest? They might have. I feel like they did. Did they do something in Nashville or I'll Chicago? I'll take your word for it. I don't remember, but I, they they've done it. They've done it together live a very few select times, I think. But this was definitely the biggest. I really like it. I just it's such a good duet. I I know. Jeremy's very burned out from it, reasonably so, because you just you couldn't escape it. I I am a bit burned out on this song. I mean, if you put the Reba because of you and don't you want to stay next to me, I would probably listen to because of you first. Wow. I also have sort of maybe a little bit of a hot take here, maybe a slightly controversial opinion, but I don't think we're going to see this song performed again. Oh no, absolutely not. I Never. think I think that between the fact that the song is you know over a dozen years old now plus another small elephant in the room here jason aldean is is a little bit um how do you say controversial yeah he's a bit of a polarizing figure right now with his comments that he chooses to make about his various beliefs and that's fine i mean everybody can speak however they want about whatever they want but i do think that Kelly and the people around her are not stupid and they understand that some people are a little more, I'm trying to say this in a very diplomatic way without, you know, injecting my own opinion into it too much, but there are certain people that are a little more, eh, I don't want to use the word toxic because that seems like an, an overuse, but I think the way I would phrase it is that they might be pretty mindful of Kelly's fan base and that a lot yeah. of them may not have a lot of the same uh views and whatever as jason yes and it might be a little bit of like a oh you're performing with him is that i mean that's what people may go go down that you you guys get what we're saying we're trying to be diplomatic here yeah because we're we you everybody can believe what they want to believe and and jason aldean has has made his beliefs and for to an extent his his wife as well have made their beliefs very well known, and that's fine. They have every right to do that. But at the same time, you know, fans and other artists have every right to either support them or, in I'm going to say, quote unquote, endorse them by continuing to perform with them. Yeah, it doesn't mean that they necessarily think that they're bad people, but they're just trying to protect their own images by not necessarily directly associating themselves with an artist. And that's just, that <laughs> that's just the, the world we live in now. I mean, it is, yeah. It, you have to be very careful from many different sides if you want to make sure that you don't get in any way, shape, or form canceled by any sort of fan base. It's a, it's a weird topic to, to discuss because we don't normally have to worry about discussing stuff like that on yeah. this show because 
if there's one artist that probably does has the least amount of chance of getting canceled, it's probably Kelly. Next, we have another country song. The next song that Kelly has been featured on is the 2012 song with Blake Shelton. It's called There's a New Kid in Town. It was on his Christmas album. I think it's called like Cheers, It's Christmas, mm-hmm. something to that effect. I don't really go out of my way to listen to it very much, but I, whenever I hear it, I really do enjoy the song. Um, when Kelly comes into the song, I don't know if it's like drum, percussion, whatever it is, but just the song builds a lot more once her vocals come in. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's a very well done song. I really like it. It's not necessarily fun. It's It's definitely more of like a Christmas. It's very much like a religious Christmas ballad. It's not going to be like underneath the tree or anything, but it's, I really enjoy it. Is this one of the songs you're not super familiar with? I, I like hearing Kelly and Blake sing together. They obviously got the opportunity many times on the voice. With that said, I have heard this song exactly one time (laughs) and I couldn't hum the melody. I couldn't tell you one single lyric. I have, maybe there's a, pretty good chance that they say something about a new kid in town there's a new kid in town yeah see you could be you could be singing anything right now and i it's just like sure great but also you have to understand that while yes i do appreciate all genres of music i'm a fan of all genres of music and i have a very wide stretch of artists that i'm into blake shelton is just not one of them i just i i don't own any blake shelton music i he's just not my cup of tea and that's it's, it's just That's a personal fair. preference. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On to the next one. A song that prior to like three or four months ago, I had probably only listened to one time. But um, And let's be right. honest. Uh, before people heard this podcast, I want to know how many people actually knew this song existed before they started listening to our podcast because the amount of times that this <laughs> and one other feature song gets brought up on this podcast you would think that these were some of her biggest hits. <laughs> okay, so the next song, fashion correspondent Rob absolutely adores and has made it known to us prior to a couple months ago. I think I've listened to this one time only. It is the 2013 song um, with Robbie Williams called Little Green Apples. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, in my research, I did a little, I found out some stuff. Um, it's actually a cover of a 1968 song. Don't ask me the artist. I don't recall. Um, but this version that Kelly and Robbie did was a top 40 hit in Mexico. So if we have <laughs> any fans in Mexico, any Kelly fans there, let us know if you really heard the song. This was kind of like a pseudo hit there. Um, I've been listening to it more now that Rob is obsessed and like has made it known to us. It is really nice. It's there's it, There are no bells and whistles. It is very much like very like a soft, more ballady kind of like smooth. I don't want to say smooth jazz. It's not a jazz song by any means, but it's just, it's, it's a very like easy listening song. Yeah. Which I guess usually bores me a little bit. So this is nice. This it's a good chill out song, but it's nothing special to me. What do you think? This is a song that I didn't know existed until you and Rob started singing its praises. And then I, you know, went out and sought it out, listened through it a couple of times, thought, okay, yeah, this is kind of a cool, chill song. I dig Robbie Williams. I'm a fan. I've I've enjoyed him since his Take That days. And, 
yeah, I mean, it's sort of the the album that it's from is a bit of a departure for for Robbie Williams and sort of his normal sound, if you will. I don't know if there is a Robbie Williams sound, but it is a little bit of a different tune. And just a, I think it's one of the more surprising features that yeah. Kelly is on. I mean, never mind that I would be surprised that she would be with him on a song anyway, but it is sort of like one of those things like it's kind of like a jeopardy question. If you was, you know, you can't believe that Kelly is somebody who sang with him. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of, kind of random, but, and like, I don't know, he's really not known at all in the States. I guess he's a lot bigger over in the UK. I don't know, maybe other, other parts of Europe. I'm not sure, but like, he's not really known here unless you are like paying attention to popular UK music from when was take, take that around i mean take that was the the late 90s right i mean they were they were to and i don't know this is probably a bad example but they were to the uk what like in sync was to america i mean they okay take, take that was a huge boy band okay if you ask a lot of people here in the states i'm sure they're like huh who i would assume um but yeah it's a nice song little little green apples if you haven't heard it let us know let yeah. us know your your thoughts. Let Rob know your thoughts. <laughs> Our next song is from 2013 as well. And this was a big surprise of a feature for me. I've been a fan of Jewel since the 90s, since she came out with her first album. She's an incredible singer, uh, just a very, very sweet person, uh, excellent in concert, crazy talented. And now, for some reason, a very interesting follow on TikTok. Really? It, Oh yeah, she she lives life, man. I'm telling you. First of all, she travels a lot and is always in somewhere some very interesting location and is always doing something very weird. Like she likes to take ice cold baths. I don't know. She talks about it a lot though. But okay. anyway, I digress. She has an incredible catalog of music and when she was putting out her first greatest hits album, I was very surprised to hear that she and Kelly were going to do a song together, and that song is Foolish Games, which is an unbelievable song. I believe it was on, uh, now, I'm, now I'm scratching my head here. It was, it was on one of her early albums. There was another version on one of the Batman soundtracks that was sort of, they kind of changed up the song a little bit. But this song really, really works with a second voice to it. I really like their two voices together they sound really really good and it was also one of my more impressed times on the kelly clarkson show because she and kelly did this song together when jewel was on as a guest but they did it virtually so they were able to sing this song together while they were in two separate places over you know monitors or over zoom or whatever Really, really impressed with even how well it sounded there in addition to how great it sounds on the album itself. It was, hell, it was half the reason why. I mean, granted, I would have probably likely purchased the Jewel Greatest Hits anyway, but it was one of the primary reasons why I bought that album because I had all the songs that were on the album already, but I love that album because it has the the, uh, the song with Kelly on it. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because if you look at the track listing for her greatest hits album, um, Foolish Games is already on there. This yeah. was like 
a second version of Foolish Games on the same album, and I think it was the only feature that was on the greatest hits. So I'm I'm curious what the thinking was to first of all do a second version and also like ask Kelly. I I'm glad it happened. I just don't know what the thought process was. Um, really like this this version. Um, often forget about it. So when it does come up like on shuffle, it's a very pleasant surprise. Mm-hmm. And I yeah I had forgotten they had performed together during season two of the talk show. And uh, when I re- went to rewatch it for this. It's incredible, like the timing they had to really nail in order to like sync up properly. And I, yeah. I don't. I wonder how many takes that took. Did they just do it in the one? Or did they? I, I, I always wonder that. That would be an excellent question. Uh, maybe the next time that we talk with Jason to see if he can remember that far yeah. back and and see how that stuff actually came together. Because I mean, in addition to doing that with Jewel, I mean, he and the band had to do that every single day for a karaoke. So. They obviously had the the practice down pat, so to speak, when uh, by the time they had Jewel on the show. Uh, by the way, that was, in fact, from her first album, uh, the Pieces of You album, which is, I mean, one of the best albums of the 90s. If you don't know it, you need to check yourself because that is an incredible record. And Jewel is just such an incredible songwriter and singer. And I just I, I really, really love this song and, and the two of them together. All right. The next song. It's a song that a lot of people didn't hear for a while, and I will explain why. It is the 2014 uh, song with Trisha Yearwood called Prize Fighter. And back in the, like, like about, I don't know, 10 years ago or something, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, Jeremy, but, like, Trisha and Garth weren't really on, like, the Apple Musics, the Spotify's. They weren't streaming. They were on their, like, own version, what's called, like, Ghost Tunes or something. Yeah, Garth sort of threw his weight behind this startup music streaming service because it was all about, you know, how much artists were being paid and and blah, blah, blah. And it really didn't, nobody else jumped on with him. And so, yeah, it's, it's, it was a moment in history. It was a moment in history. So that being said, Prize Fighter was the song that you could really only hear if you had ghost tunes <laughs> or if you like bought like the CD. I don't even know if it was on YouTube. I mean, eventually it got onto YouTube, but I feel like it, it was constantly getting taken down due to like copyright stuff. Uh-huh. Um, the reason why I heard it and I actually had a file was because like when I, this was around the time I was working in college radio and we actually got sent the promo, like a promo. It wasn't like a specific like prize fighter promo CD. It was like a sampler with like, you know, the 12 hottest country songs of the month. And like this happened to be on there. So I was able to like get a file and just like keep it in my like iTunes. But um, this was a song a lot of people hadn't heard until a couple of years ago when they finally got it up on the Spotify's of the world. I really like this, this, this uh, collaboration. I mean, the more I listen to it though, it's like, it wasn't really produced very well. Mm-hmm. Like they, they sound great, but like it wasn't mixed properly. I don't think it just sound. there's something about it that sounds a little rough around the edges, but we're aside from that. I think it's a really catchy song and they sound great and I really like it. Yeah, th- again, this is another one of those songs that I listened to one or two times when I heard that it came out, and I didn't really pay much mind to it afterwards. I'm a big Garth Brooks fan. I like him a lot. Uh, Trisha, who, I mean, I, I've had the, the the fortune to to meet and interview, is a very, very sweet woman and is incredibly talented. I, I'm just not 
super familiar with her catalog just because I never kind of, I never attached myself to her music, so I never got to know much of it, which, by the way, made a very awkward and interesting interview for me because I'm sitting there, you know, I get three or four minutes, I got three or four minutes with both uh, Trisha and Garth, and I had a million... I mean, you're casual. I had a million questions for Garth, but then when it came to Trisha, I'm standing in front of her and I'm like, I don't know what to ask you. So what's it like touring with your husband? I mean, it, it was so awkward for me. Not one of my prouder career moments, but it's okay. Yeah. Again, this is one of those songs that again, I couldn't hum the melody to, I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Cause I'm now that you talk about how the mix sounds a little strange. I want to go and listen to it and try to decipher, okay, was this intentional or is this just a bad mix? Yeah. Um, I really like it. I think it's a fun melody and it's like a nice empowering message, but you know, you, I want to hear your thoughts on it when you do take a listen or a few listens to it. Yes, I, I will definitely do that because I, I try to give every song a fair shake and I will, I will give prize fighter another listen, another fair shake. Uh, all right, our next song is Martina McBride's In the Basement. This is a, a kind of a different song for Martina. She she did a whole album of sort of classic covers. Uh, she, she put this album out called Everlasting, and it has a lot of really interesting covers on it. Like she does Suspicious Minds by Elvis Presley. If you saw the Elvis movie, it's one of the one of the really cool performances that happened in the movie. And she does her own version of it, which is actually pretty good question mark um i mean it's, it's so you don't expect her to do songs like this uh she also has a a feature with gavin DeGraw on this same album so again gavin and kelly you know two artists that you would probably not necessarily expect to be with martina mcbride maybe more so you would expect kelly because kelly does have so many and they did duet on a reba giant special with does he love you but yes, yes on an album it's a different whole yeah and, Ke- and Kelly just has so many, you know, different feet into the country music world that it's not entirely unsurprising that she would, you know, feature with one of the bigger female names of the genre. But yeah, there's a, this is a really interesting album. I, I gave it a listen a couple weeks ago, just on a whim because somebody, I got into a conversation with somebody about Martina McBride and for some reason I could talk for 20 minutes about her, but uh, this was just a really, really different kind of album and the song that they do together is a cover of an old Etta James song and, and Kelly's been covering Etta James since the big like literally the beginning of her career I mean she did at last at her audition right. so I mean it's Etta James is not unfamiliar territory for Kelly this is not necessarily one of the more better known Etta James songs but the two of them together sound really good this is a song that I it's I like it. I think they sound fantastic together. I think it's really catchy. It's fun. But after about a minute, I'm done because it it's very repetitive. And that's yeah. my one bone to pick with it. But whatever. It's fun. I will. I, I aside from prepping for this episode, I haven't heard it probably since around 2014. I think I listened to it a lot at the time because I was like, oh, this is fun. It's catchy. And then I'm like, All yeah. right, I'm done. And it's another one of those songs you forget they it, it exists a lot. Yeah, and if, you, if you're a fan of of Kelly doing Etta James, I would recommend seeking this song out. It's a and and quite honestly, if you are pretty open minded about your music, give this Martina McBride album a listen to me because there are some really great 
covers on here. She also does a cover of If You Don't Know Me By Now, which is another excellent song. It's just a really good album altogether. And the, and the Kelly song is is nice and deep into the album, so you don't you know get it right off the top. But just a, it's a I get your your sort of your knock on it about it being repetitive, but I still like the song a lot. Yeah. Uh, all right. Our next tune is one of my favorites on this list. And I, when I first saw the list that, that Pam curated, I didn't think that this was going to be one of my favorites, but then I looked at the whole of everything that Kelly's been featured on. And I forgot just how much I really, really like this song. And this is her feature with Joel, uh, Josh Groban called all I ask of you. It is a beautiful song. Again, I love their voices together because this gives Kelly a chance to sing in a way that she doesn't normally sing. Yes. You know, this is this is not pop rock Kelly Clarkson. This, this isn't is even theater. This, isn't, this isn't this yeah, this isn't country Kelly Clarkson. This is theater Kelly Clarkson. This is the for all of you who have been like, oh I just I oh I want Kelly on Broadway. Oh it would just be so great. If you don't know this song front to back and you are a Kelly on Broadway fan, you need to get all up in this song because this is giving you the best look at what Kelly on Broadway might sound like. Yep. So all I ask of you from Phantom of the Opera, correct? Yes. Okay. I just want to double check. Um, yeah. So they, Josh came out with this album. I think it was called Stages in 2015. Yep. And uh, they've only performed this song together a handful of times. Once was for a um, stages like live special, so she came and performed with him. Mm-hmm. And then they also performed it, which I had completely forgotten about. CBS Home for the Holidays in 2017, they did a performance of this as well. Um, fun fact: This is actually by a landslide. This is the most stream song on the stages album. It has over 30 million streams. And rightfully so. It is so good. They so sound beautiful. so so lovely to, like together. I didn't really know this item. I don't know Phantom of the Opera. I'm sorry, Kelly. So <laughs> when I heard this, it was just like a brand new song for me and like blew me away. Um and I had completely forgotten that he was on the pilot episode of the Kelly Clarkson show. And while they didn't perform this specific song, they did a mm-hmm. lot of little other like snippets from other shows yeah and it was their voices just they're they were meant to sing together they are just so good and i really hope we get more from them at some point in the future this was such a tease when it came to those of us who really want kelly to do broadway because once you heard this you thought oh my god she can do this too and it should have come as no surprise because I mean, the the girl can sing the phone book and you know, whatever, but this was just so good. And, and I'm, I'm trying to find the right way to explain it out loud, but you, like you would say, Oh, I want to hear such and such artist sing a Broadway song. And then they sing the song and they're like, yeah, I like that. That was good. I enjoyed it. This was, I want to hear Kelly Clarkson sing Broadway. Holy, she was really good. Like, I mean, it was just the first, like, even the first notes that she sings puts the hair on the back of my neck up because it's such a beautiful tone in her voice. It's such a great note that she has. Oh, my God, I love this song so much. 
Oh my god, guys, check it out. If, if you've never heard it, you're in for a surprise. If you have heard it, you're welcome. Hear it again. Almost as much as I love the next song on our list. And this is the other song that uh, that we have talked so much about. Ad nauseum. <laughs> ad nauseum on this podcast that people would think, my God, how like how big of a hit was this album? It really, it re- I mean, especially in America, yeah, not so much. Uh, we're talking about uh, her feature with Ben Haynow called Secondhand Heart. Uh, this is off of uh, his album. He was an X Factor winner uh, over in the UK, and he put an album out, out in 2015 that, for the most part, was ignored here in the U.S. And, I mean... We've always said that we've got a list of questions that we want to ask Kelly when she's on the show eventually, and this is going to come up for me because I want her to know how much I love and appreciate this song. I wonder if she recalls it. It's just like, oh, she has to. I don't know. She has to. I don't think you forget all the people that you sing with. I don't know. They did do a music video. They did. Yeah. And. I mean, well, the, it was the, it was, I believe it was the first single actually from his album. And it's even the, I mean, it's the first track on his album, which I don't know if you're a, if you're a new artist, is that a smart thing to do to kick off your album with a duet with an established singer? I mean, I feel like if you're trying to establish yourself as an artist, you'll want to push this further into your track listing so that everybody can hear you on your own. Yeah. at first but yet here it is it's the very first song on the album uh by the way the song itself produced by jason halbert um look this is just it's just such a fun bop of a song and i don't know why it was you know overlooked by pop radio here in the united states i mean it was a moderate success over in the uk but for the most part you know it it didn't do anything here in in the states and i i I don't know what it is about the song. I think it's just, I love the idea of it. You know, it's a, it's a person who is recovering from a previous relationship. They, they want to be with somebody else. They know they want to be with this person, but they're just not quite ready yet. But they want to know if this person is going to accept them as someone who's sort of broken from a previous relationship. You know, will you accept this secondhand heart? I mean, it's just, it's got a, it's a wonderful song. I think a lot of people uh, who have been, you know, in, in relationships that have ended, whether it be boyfriend, girlfriend or, or whatever, or marriages that have ended and you move on to somebody new. I think this is a very relatable song. Yeah. And then on top of it, the, just the music itself, the beat is killer. Uh, Fun side note on this song real quick. If you down, if you have the latest update to your iPhone, there is a there's a new feature on Apple Music on your phone where you can do karaoke mode. So you can I mean, for a while, you've been able to see the lyrics go by as they're sung on your phone. Not only have they improved that feature, but now you can select the volume for the lyrics themselves and they'll dip the lyrics and you can just listen to the music of a song. You can make just about any song an instrumental. Mm-hmm. One of the first songs that I chose to do this with was Secondhand Heart because I just I love the playing on that song so much. Uh, so, yeah, this is, I mean, probably it's its this, I think, and Josh Groban are my two favorite features of hers on this list. 
it's just so good, guys. Like, again, Secondhand Heart, Ben Haynow, H-A-E-N-O-W. Um, it's just such a great melody, and it will always be a pod favorite. So we highly recommend you take a listen to that if you haven't yet. Or just listen, because it's a bop. Yeah. All right. The next song is that she's featured on is featured with a lot of artists. Um, it's I think we very briefly mentioned it in our interview with Jesse because mm-hmm. it was I think written by Diane Warren mm-hmm. and Diane and Jesse are BFFs. So the song is called "This Is for My Girls." It was some like Michelle Obama thing. I got out at this point. I'm really like what it was for, but it was Michelle Obama driven. Um, the other artists that are featured on this track, aside from Kelly, include Missy Elliott, Hallie and Chloe, Kelly Rowland, Zendaya, yeah. Janelle Monet, who I spelled her name wrong in her notes, <laughs> um, Leah Michelle, and someone named Jada Grace, Jada Grace, I'm not sure uh-huh. how to say that. And if you want to, he- if you haven't heard this, it, I, was very confused because I went on Spotify to, to re-listen to it because it's been a while. And the only version on Spotify is like this crazy remix version that's like really like like beat heavy. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. So you, you can find it on YouTube easily. And um, if you want if you want to hear Kelly prominently, she's really featured on the second verse. And then in some of the background vocals um especially towards the end so you'll you you really have to listen to hear her but she's definitely a presence there because some people on this track are a little bit more for like support for like background vocal support she definitely has prominence during the song at certain points it's nice i really hadn't listened to it since 2017 same but it's good it's good the fact that Kelly is on the same song as Missy Elliott, who, by the way, just got a nomination for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She did. Uh, Janelle Monet. I mean, Zendaya. The fact that Kelly Rowland, I mean, the fact that she's in this group of women is pretty awesome. Awesome. And it wouldn't have never happened because they're all like, you know, in the R&B rap worlds. Yeah. So you, uh, you, you wouldn't really expect it to go with Kelly Clarkson, but it works. Oh, so good. So good. The next song is a song that, admittedly, Jeremy and I really don't know very well um, at all. It's um, it's a Reba song, and Kelly and Trisha Yearwood are both featured. It is from 2017. It's called Softly and Tenderly. Um, I first heard it at Miracle on Broadway 2016. I think that may have been where they debuted it. It might have come out end of 2016. The album came out 2017, so bear, bear with us. But... Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty much mainly just background vocals from Kelly and Trisha. So I really, I think listened to this like twice in my life. I couldn't tell you how it goes. I've never heard this song. (laughs) (laughs) I've I've never listened. I don't know it. I have nothing to add. (laughs) All right. Next song and go. (laughs) Uh, Our next choice is a song that brings Kelly back into the country sphere. uh, And that is her uh, feature with Dan and Shay on keeping score uh, this tune came out in 2018, and Dan and Shay performed this uh, with Kelly on the 2019 ACM Awards. This is a nice song. This is, you know, sort of, I would say it's up there in my, you know, top 10 favorite features with Kelly, 
but it's not one that I go back to very often just because I, quite honestly, I never think of it, Pam. Oh, same. I think I've listened to it a total of about five times in my life. Um, it's good. I I hate to say this. It's just kind of sounds like just a generic country ballad. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. There's nothing super memorable about it is, no. is the problem, it's, which is unfortunate because, I mean, Dan and Shay have really great songs. I love their voices and I like them with Kelly, but there, it's just this sort of has the the run, run, run effect. You know, yeah. it's it's two sets of excellent. Oh, I mean, Dan and Shay, obviously a group. So let's say three, three singers together that are all excellent voices, all sound great together, but the material is just okay. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. We may get some some hate for that because I know people really do like it, but yeah. I did like their their performance together. They sounded great, but um, yeah, I, I'd be fine if I'd never heard it again. It's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's just, I haven't really listened to it much since 2018. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Next song is is we're gonna go back a little bit into the Christmas realm. Um, it is her feature on my Greta Christmas list with Pentatonix. It's on one of their numerous Christmas albums. I feel like that's all they have now are Christmas <laughs> albums. Uh, this is from 2018, and this is an interesting because she's listed as a feature, yet she is the main vocalist. They are yes. all doing the background vocals. It's fun. It's good. Um, but I know Jeremy and I definitely prefer Kelly's original version from Idol. I, I don't want to speak for you, but I know that's your answer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, they perfor- They also they had a Christmas special, and uh, they performed it with Kelly there. It was like a little like skit. I think they were at like some restaurant or something. Like I watched it like once or twice. It's a little fuzzy in my memory, but um, it's good. It's good, but we will always prefer the Idol version. I have gone on record to say that my grown-up Christmas list is among my favorite, if not one of my favorite, Kelly Christmas songs of all time. And it's one of the very first ones that she ever recorded back in 2004, 2003. So I'm a little territorial when it comes to this song. And I understand that it, it itself is a cover and that there's many, many other artists out there. In fact, if you listen to any radio station during the holiday season, you're most likely to hear the Amy Grant version of Grown Up Christmas List or maybe Barbara Streisand. But I absolutely adore Kelly's version. It makes me happy every time I hear it. And so when I saw that she was doing this with Pentatonix, I was a little skittish about it. It's I like that she is the one who took the lead on it. But then again, that's sort of the MO of Pentatonix. I mean, they're they're an acapella group, so they do all the instrumentation with their voices. So they're doing all that in the background while she is carrying the load of the lyrics. But it just, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it works for me, dog. <laughs> for me, dog. It's there. It's yeah. fine. Our next song is a song that Kelly has done before, and she's now doing it again with a different artist. With an artist that she's done a song with before. Wow. If that makes any sense. (laughs) Uh, We're talking about the 2018 holiday cover of Baby It's Cold Outside with John Legend. 
Now, of course, Kelly and John got together in 2015 on Piece by Piece and did Run, Run, Run. And then when John put out his first Christmas album in 2018, uh, he brings Kelly on for this. And at this point, Kelly has already done Baby, It's Cold Outside. She did it with Ronnie Dunn on Wrapped in Red. And I have to say, I actually kind of like this version better than the version with Ronnie Dunn, but that's just because I think I like John Legend as a singer more than I like Ronnie Dunn. Uh, I'm fine with Brooks and Dunn. They're a great group, great singers. But for my money, I like her singing with John better. So this one is a is a fun one for me, and it's it's in my regular rotation when I listen to music around the holidays. I mean, I've made it very clear. I just am not like the biggest fan of the song in general. Um, yeah, it, this is fine. Like. They're obviously they're going to sound great together. I just I'm hoping in the future they'll do it one more time. Third time's the charm and they'll <laughs> get it right this time because <laughs> run, run, run. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. Uh, let's get like a really awesome ballad with them. And yeah, it's it's fine. It is what it is. Quite honestly, I would love for them to sing together again, but I would like to have John be the one that kind of goes a little out of his comfort zone and sings on like a big, fun pop song. Yeah. I would be curious to hear how that would sound with the two of them together. And especially, I want to know how John would sound on a big, fun pop song. I think that he has the chops to do it. He can, he can be so much more than just sort of a kind of a singer crooner kind of a guy. He can actually keep time and keep up with Kelly on a pop song. It's interesting because when I was watching the Grammys recently, um, he did like one of the very last uh, performances of the night with like, it was with like Jay-Z and DJ Khaled. And I forgot who else was on that, but it got me thinking like throughout the years, even like, you know, we're almost going like 18 years ago. I feel like when he started really making it on the scene, he's always the, the, beautiful singer that rappers always go to like i feel like he's yeah. featured in a lot of rap songs or a lot of like yeah. hip-hop songs so why not pop why not your typical yeah. pop yeah i mean stranger things have happened so yes i'd be good with that the next few songs that we have are not so much features more so that kelly is just sort of on the track themselves and in some cases, she's really just a background vocalist just adding to the layers of the different songs and the first one that we have is from the 2018 movie Ugly Dolls. And we will talk a little bit more uh, in a bit about Ugly Dolls. But this one is the Janelle Monet song called All Dolled Up. And again, this is featuring Kelly, but mostly just as a background vocalist. I literally don't know this song. I mean, I probably I heard it when I saw the movie, assuming it was in the movie. Oh, God, you I, saw the movie? I did. My mom and I, I went. My mom I and I went. see the movie. It was cute. My mom and I went and like we were, you know, I was like, how old was I at the time? Like 25. No children. So I brought <laughs> my mom with me. She was like, yeah, I'll totally go. Why not? And like the entire theater was like mothers and like three-year-olds. So I was like, well, <laughs> okay. Um, it was a, it was a really cute movie, but um, I don't know the song. I'm just going to say it point blank. I don't. So, but Janelle's cool. This this will have to be my homework after the show today is to go back and listen to a couple of these songs and 
the Janelle Monae will will definitely be on the list because I I do like Janelle Monae a lot. I think she's got a beautiful voice, and I always love whenever Kelly's a background singer. I always love to try to listen as closely as I can to see if I can pick out her vocals. Uh, the next one is a song that I really didn't know much about. I think I heard it once when it came out. Rob reignited it in my memory when we had our Don't Let Me Stump You a few weeks ago. It is uh-huh. another Trisha Yearwood <laughs> feature. It's on her song called Tell Me Something I Don't Know. It's same thing. She just does pretty much just background vocals. I couldn't tell you how the song goes. Is it? I mean, is it weird to have an artist and a, and a vocalist the caliber of Kelly Clarkson and all you have her do is background vocals? Well, I mean, it just, well, and I'm sure she doesn't mind, but. Well, dang. the one example of the roles were flipped was Don't Rush when Vince Gill was the featured background vocalist. Yeah. But I he suppose. was also guitarist, I think. Yeah. So uh, maybe a little bit different. I don't know. But do you have any thoughts on the song? Do you know it? I don't know it. All right. I, I, I didn't even know it existed until it was in the game show. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> On to the next one. Another song that I've listened to approximately two times in my life. One was for today's prep. Um, 2019 a song with the voice contestant, Caleb Lee, song called I Dream in Southern. She also did background vocals. I mean, I don't know what dreaming in Southern means. I'm not from the South. <laughs> Is it like trucks and like crickets and be- I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all about trucks, I, trucks, I sound, dogs, and beer. I sound like such an asshole. I'm so sorry to anyone who lives in the South. I just you don't. are so New York elite. <laughs> I, I'm not elite at in the slightest. But I just I don't know. This is not like my cup of tea of what I would listen to. I, same with like the Trisha song. Like I'm I like some country, but I'm not. A, the biggest fan so i just especially mm. when kelly's only a background vocalist i'm not gonna listen yeah do you know the song right, so, yeah no <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know what it is about the voice stuff I, I just i didn't gravitate to it and i should have because they you know every season they put out songs where Which we will get into yeah where kelly sings with some of the artists that she's mentoring and I just, I never gravitate towards them because of course I would want to listen for songs that include Kelly, but I just, I, I, I can't get myself excited to do that about songs from people with, uh, from the voice. And that sort of leads us into our next song as well, which is, I would have loved you, her, uh, feature with Jake Hoot, who was one of her, uh, team Kelly members who actually went on to win the show in 2021 or maybe it was 2020 when he won i don't remember the exact year but either way uh, not only was kelly featured on this song but they also even shot a video for it and i think jake has had some some moderate success in the country sphere since he won the show i mean he's obviously still a pretty new artist but i i see him more he's probably one of the more prominent names i see from the voice at least I mean, certainly from Team Kelly, because I don't pay attention to the people that won from the other teams. But I see him mentioned more than any of her other really? contestants. And and yeah, that even includes Bryn. I like, see, I don't really I, I don't see, see. I see Bryn like mentioned a lot more. Maybe. And maybe it's just what I'm the things that I'm looking maybe. at or the things that I see. But I definitely see more 
Jake Hoot out there um, than Bran or, or, or certainly Chevelle. I like this song. Um, I feel like we definitely spoke about it when it dropped because this came out when we were st- when we had started the uh, podcast. Yeah, I liked it, but it's it's going to be another thing like the Dan and Shay song. It's it's very well done. It sounds lovely. They sound great together, but it's just an, in my eyes like another generic country ballad. I'm sorry. Yeah, I I, I know a lot of people like it, and it's it's not bad. It's just I don't think there's anything wow about it. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the video is sweet. Uh, it's it was nice to see Kelly. You know, she looks great get to do the video with him. Oh yeah, oh my gosh, she looks so good. Um, so yeah, I I tend to agree with you that it's probably not going to be one of those long remembered songs at all. They did perform it together on The Voice in 2021. Just figured I'd throw that out there in case anyone wants to check it out. It's really good. Like it's a very well done song and it's it's very beautiful and like the production's good. It's just it's kind of I find it a little forgettable. Yeah, uh, sadly. Sadly, yeah. <laughs> and our last song on our main list of features with Kelly is a recent one. This is the song that she did with Kelsey Ballerini and Carly Pierce called You're Drunk Go Home. Uh this was a song that came out near the end of 2022. And was also performed uh, by all three of them on the 2022 CMA Awards. Uh, This is a song that I really thought, because it has such a playful attitude to it and the lyrics are playful, I actually thought that this was going to be a bigger hit than it ultimately ended up being. Uh, I think it peaked at number 22 on the country charts. So it really didn't seem to do much, really. Uh, which is unfortunate because it is a very fun, silly song. I feel like it's kind of a a song that, you know, uh, a bunch of people are together. They kind of do a sing-along to it when it comes on the radio or comes on a shuffle or something. But uh, I still think it's a fun song. I mean, I, I love the stories behind the song. I love the fact that Kelly was half in the bag when she recorded her <laughs> lyrics. So that'll always be a, a fun anecdote for this song. But unfortunately, this looks like it's going to, go down in the annals of country music as sort of just a, another forgettable song. Yeah. I, I've spoken about it. I think it's like fine. I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's just, I love the mm, bye. And I, again, like the whole story is I love the, I love the story behind the song more than the song itself. Interesting. Um, yeah. Sorry. But okay. So that is our like main list. However, yeah. we have some just as many songs that we were like, do we include? Not sure. But, Jeremy, I know I put our list in chrono- chronological order, but I'm thinking I want to discuss it, like, in its own categories. You know what I mean? Okay. Or, yeah, I get that. So you kind of want to bounce around a little bit? Yeah. So sure. we're going to talk. Uh, there are a couple songs that she was featured on but wasn't actually credited. So if you go on right. any of the streaming services, her name will not be there. But we know that she technically is singing first one is one that was actually brought up in our don't let me stump you episode it was a question i gave to rob because i (laughs) adore this song um it is trying to help you out by ashley arison from 2010 uh kelly does background vocals on it um uh kelly and ashley are good friends 
and Ashley hasn't really done a lot with her singing career in a while. I loved it. Um, she has a no. She's been she's been working more behind the scenes lately. Yeah. Uh, in she's still in the industry, and I know she was working a lot with Shane McAnally. Uh, I know she was on the crew for the Songland, but she still you know has her hand in the music industry. Yeah, I yeah, mean, obviously, yeah. Obviously, she and Shane are are very close friends, so you know she is going to pop up from time to time. But yeah, we love Ashley here at the. She's podcast. awesome. I love her. I've seen her before. It's been a very she has, she does she doesn't really perform much anymore. Um, yeah. I saw her probably like 2011, and um, anyway, it's a great song. If you are not familiar with Ashley's music, um, you should definitely check it out. She has some. If it's on all the streaming stuff, she has I think two albums, right, Jeremy? Yeah, she's got a full length uh, called Hearts on Parade, and then she has an EP, which I don't believe the EP is out there on the streaming oh. services. It's called it's called Talking Circles, um, and it's got a couple of really great songs on it. Uh, Last of My Goodbyes is uh, is a really great song, which, if I'm not mistaken, I believe was actually written by Shane McAnally. Um, but her Hearts on a Parade album is the one that's got uh, Trying to Help You Out. It's the first song on the album, and it does, in fact, uh, feature Kelly on background vocals. Yep. So a couple other songs uh, that Kelly was uh, featured on but not credited. One of them is um, a song that I'm not really – I don't think I've ever heard before. It's from Reba. It's called Pray for Peace it's from 2015. I don't know how it goes, but apparently Kelly sings background vocals on it. Do you have any comments? Moving on. All right. Um, <laughs> I and nothing. I think the the only other one is <laughs> – once again, another Trisha Yearwood song. I didn't realize how much they have sung together. Um, they have collaborated a lot. Apparently so. So this one is called Working on the Whiskey from 2019. And again, I didn't I don't I didn't really know this song. I couldn't tell you what it sounds like, but it exists. And apparently Kelly is on it. So that's that. Um yeah. next category will be Kind of Jeremy mentioned a little bit um, songs that she did with her voice contestants. So mm-hmm. I guess you can say she's featured on them, but like they originated from the show. So it's a little bit of a murky area. That's why we put it in our like questionable, unsure, unsure yeah. section. Um, I can just quickly read the list if you want. Yeah. All right. We got Don't Dream It's Over with Bryn Cartelli. That's actually... I love that version. Very good. Then we got Rockin' with the with the Rhythm of the Rain with Chevelle Shepard. Winter Song by Jake Hoot. Well, with Jake Hoot, rather. Not by him. With him. Um, I Run to You by, I guess that's the Lady A song. Is that Micah, Mika, Iverson? I vaguely remember yeah. him. I don't remember how to say his My, name. I think it's Micah. Micah. And this I don't know. I didn't watch the, se- the voice this season. Um, when I run to you. Oh, we have I run to you and when I run to you. Interesting. Weird. Weird. Unless I wrote that wrong. I might have. Um, with Kenzie Wheeler, which was uh, from 2021. Um, I did not watch the voice that season, so I don't know who that is. But <laughs> Kelly sings on that. So that is that. Yeah, I wish I wish I had more to add when it comes to the voice contestants, but uh, as we've mentioned many times on the podcast, I mean the the voice is kind of the one project of hers that we don't necessarily pay a ton of attention to. Now that said, we have had conversations uh, off mic here on the podcast that we do want to dedicate an entire episode to the voice, which I think 
Maybe we'll come soon because I know the new season's premiering in a couple weeks. Yeah. So we will we'll certainly talk about the voice and we'll go back and do our due diligence and and watch as much of it as we can. But um yeah, when it comes to the songs put out from there, there was just not a lot that, you know, really did anything for us because and I don't want to say that they don't hope that they're hits, but the songs are just sort of they're like souvenirs from the show. Yeah. They're they're not they're not put out for radio airplay or for any you know kind of consideration. It's just sort of like, oh, and if you're a fan of the show, here's a version that you can take with you. You know, it's it just sort of is what it is. I mean, and and again, it's not about Kelly. It's about the other artists that's on there. And you know, I think sort of the hope is is that more people will want to download it if they see that. Kelly's name is attached to it. Exactly. Um, all right. We got a couple more. We have going back to some of the movie stuff. Um, we have the first one is unbreakable with Janelle Monet. Um, it's, it's kind of hard. It's, it's, it, I don't know that this is almost considered a duet because it was for the movie and it's not like it's on one person's album. Yeah. So it's a little hard. So I, I, I put that here, but I don't know if it really counts. Um, we also have Just Sing from the Troll soundtrack that has like Justin Timberlake and Kendrick and a bunch of people. Similar thing. It's like not really like owners. Like it's not owned by one person, but she is featured on it. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple more. We have Love Goes On with Aloe Black. That was another song for the movie The Shack kind of more of a duet as is yeah. as is Christmas is a feeling with Ben Schwartz or John Ralphio from Parks and Rec um, <laughs> for that Netflix animated film Home for the Holidays yeah. so not really sure we count those but those were definitely some like honorable mentions thoughts yeah I would I would go with honorable mentions I mean there I think it just sort of depends on how you look at the songs is whether you consider Kelly to be a feature or if they're just straight up duets. I think some of these sort of lean a little more into the duet realm. Yeah. Uh, the last one we have another one, I really wasn't sure how to categorize and it's very recent. It's from 2022 for the Broadway show and Juliet. It was the new version of since you've been gone with Lorna Courtney. Another one. It's like, I don't know how to classify it. Is it a duet? Is it a feature? I don't know. It's so weird to think about since you've been gone as a duet. I know. Or her being featured on it. It's just bizarre both ways. Yeah. It's good. But, but either way, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Either way, I, I'm going to say it's a feature because I think it's Lorna Lorna Courtney. I think it should be Lorna Courtney featuring Kelly Clarkson, although I think it is credited as Lorna and Kelly. Okay. But But either way, I mean, you know, Lorna starts off the song. She kind of owns it. And... Just again, it was it was so nice to get sort of the backstory of them recording this song and you know how it all sort of brought everybody back to 2003, 2004 when they were doing the recording sessions for Breakaway and the fact that Kelly could just slip right back into that whole voice and mindset. I mean, it's it was it was probably the biggest surprise of last year was the fact that we were going to get that because. That was certainly not on my 2022 bingo card of getting a new version of Since You've Been Gone. I think I might have even stole your joke from what you said when we actually found out about it and put it into our episode. But 
I like it a lot. I mean, uh, of all the things on this list, I think it's probably the one I enjoy the most. Um, maybe the Ashley Arison song would probably be high up there as well. But mm-hmm. I also think it's I, I like it so much because it is since you've been gone and it's it's, you know, getting a chance to hear a recorded Kelly Clarkson in 2022 re-singing a song that is nearly 20 years old. Yeah, I really liked it. It was very fun. So, guys, that is our full list of featuring Kelly Clarkson. Um, Did we miss anything? We want you to tell us. Make sure to hit us up on our socials and let us know if there's this particular song that maybe we missed on our list here. Maybe we missed. Maybe tell us your favorites. Tell us any you weren't aware of that you're like, oh, I just listened to it. I really like it now. Let us know. Yeah. Um, you can find us on all the social medias on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Miss Into Podcast. And if you listen on the Spotify app, if you can leave us a rating there, that would be lovely. And same thing if you listen on Apple Podcasts. If you can leave us a rating and or review, we would really appreciate that. Next week, we have a really, really exciting episode. It is a our first interview of 2023 with someone in the kelly world it's someone who both works on the kelly clarkson show and behind the scenes on her music and we're really excited and uh hope you guys tune in and have a great week in the meantime yes we'll look forward to seeing you guys next week take care bye you've been listening to miss indie podcast the kelly clarkson fan podcast miss indie podcast was written and produced by jeremy and pam Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to Miss Indie Podcast at gmail.com. 